Howdy gang, you have found Back Country and Barbells. Today's episode brought to you by, let's hook our guest up. Um, Ryan Black is the pro at the pro shop at Sportco in Fife. Um, check them out, guys. It's a great place. And if you go and cruise their website, you can see they have a great um, membership option, great savings there. It's a big warehouse. I've been there a bunch. Um, I've picked up cots. I've picked up archery gear. Actually, I picked up a new set of broadheads that I took on the turkey hunt. Didn't use them yet, but um, we'll see. It's, it's a great shop. And um, in fact, when I went up there and met with Ryan the first time before we even had him on the show, I spent about 45 minutes there talking to him um, about arrows. And wouldn't you know it, um, he walked me in the back and I had access to his um, full pro shop and he tuned my arrows. Um, not something I knew you had to do, um, but he's done it, does it all. Guys, um, check out Sportco Warehouse Sporting Goods. Check them out and ask for Ryan Black in the back, especially if you are into archery. Um, check it out. Also, guys, we know that the mission here, if you've been following us along for our, our initial launches, we are partnering up with Send a Vet. It's very important to us to just let you know about the mission at Send a Vet where they're trying to get the nation's combat injured warriors on various outdoor adventures to help them manage um, post-deployment, post-injuries, all that stuff, guys. It's a great organization. We just recently raised over $100,000 at the auction, and now we're going to be putting those funds to use. So be on the lookout for what Send a Vet is doing. Um, if you want to volunteer, check out their website. If you have someone who needs their help, check out their website. If you have some spare change you want to throw their way, um, check out their website. Click the, um, it's a yellow um, donate button. Click it. Help us out. Help out Send a Vet. Check out www.send-a-vet.org. Also, guys, PR Lifting, quality fitness gear, especially for those in the Pacific Northwest. Great shipping options, guys. I've mentioned it before. We have a really cool contest coming your way, giving away five pieces of equipment um, that will go with the base camp program you can find on our website, guys. So um, check that out. So a lot going on here, guys. A lot going on with the podcast. A lot of good things happening, hopefully, in your life. And again, we really hope you enjoyed today's show. It features a conversation with Ryan with, excuse me, Ryan Black, um, the head pro um, in the archery shop at Sportco here in Fife. So check him out. Um, he does some target shooting for Bowtech and Victory Arrows. So check them out as well. And again, we really hope you enjoy the show. Take care. Remember, train, hunt, and live. Cool. Hey, we're trying to talk Ryan Black here off the ledge. Uh, this is uh, Joe Shimon at Jeremy Day, uh, Backcountry and Barbells. Um, but, uh, you know, the joke when we just had, uh, we actually, we're running the circuit here at Sport Coat, Jeremy. Yeah, we which are. Which is pretty fired up. But the running joke was our mics are bigger than yours. Um, but for Jason, <laughs> for Jason, that worked because he was bigger than us. But for Ryan, I think his, his knowledge base in terms of bows and arrows is bigger than ours. So oh, we're, yeah. we're trying to get ourselves comfortable with our big mics because we know you're going to come at us, Ryan, with... Um, some, some serious knowledge. Well, I got a big mic to fill. You do have a big seat to fill, right? Because uh, 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 Jason there, um, not Jason. Is it, yeah, it's Jason Phelps. Yeah, Jason, Jason Phelps. Phelps. Yep. Did, who's the swimmer? 
Michael. Michael. Michael that's Phelps. who I always. I'm like, don't call him Michael. Okay. Long <laughs> um, but cool. you know, how many guys? How many with, with Sportco? And we're we're in the back of Sportco at the at the at the bow shop or uh, pro shop. And uh, do they run a lot of these seminars in here? And do you get to rub elbows with the guys who do it? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think this is like our third or fourth seminar that we held here. This yeah. is uh, Jason Phelps' third time here. We he ran a seminar just specific for him. And as sports shows going on longer and longer, we've been holding a lot more seminars, uh, fishing seminars, outdoor, big game, which is what we're doing this weekend, which covers deer and elk, mainly Washington, Idaho, and Montana. So it's actually been pretty good. And a lot of those guys, um, Ryan Lampers, um, you know, Jason Phelps, all those guys, they all are archers. They all come over here to the pro shop, and cool. they all get tips. Um, I've worked on quite a few of their bows. Nice. Um, In mine. Thank you. <clears throat> and mine. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are re- reoccurring customers. <laughs> I think we just rebuilt your boat, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I told you guys a couple of weeks ago I had my mishap where my bow jumped out of my hand. So, Ryan, I brought it over to him, and he fixed me right up. And I was out the door the same day. I was a little scared I was going to be down a week or two from shooting. Well, you know that Bowtech Range 6 is a fast shooting bow, so it was just trying to fly faster than the arrow was to the target. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're we're really good at this live thing and just getting right into it or really bad at doing introductions, but we probably think we already forgot to introduce Ryan here, but uh, Ryan Black at Sportco, professional archer. Yes, sir. Uh, Is it a bow pro? When you what, what is Bowtech? What is the technical for, term yeah. for a guy for, for my shooter, position bro. here, or just as me? In but general? as being a pro shooter for Bowtech, what would that? Uh, I'm pro? I'm just a local pro staff shooter for okay. Bowtech. Um, it is the um, second highest level of what Bowtech actually offers. They actually offer their paid professional staff. Cool. Uh, I am their you know amateur pro staff. So um, along with that, I've got a couple other sponsors as well. Um, Sportco definitely is a good venue for me to, um, you know, as well as being in the tech world for the past 20 years working on bows. Um, they've let me run the shop like it was my own when I had my own shop. So awesome. it's, it's actually really nice. Um, do a lot of 3D, a lot of uh, marked yardage events. Uh, Nationals Reading is coming up. I'll be down there as well, helping out the bow tech booth as well as trying to um, beat my score from last year, of course. But uh, all in all, just have fun. So do you do you shoot to get critters down, or do you shoot to win competitions? If you had to. So my whole philosophy on the whole target game is there's so many different avenues of target. There's indoor archery, there's outdoor archery, there's 3D competitions, there's always marked events, and I use all of those venues to better my hunting game. Awesome. So you have your indoor, which you're aiming at a small spot. You have a small point to hold. I use that to better my spot game when you're out there shooting different yardages. And then that spot game I use for my 3D game when it's all unknown distances, which that's also going to equate into my hunting, where not all the time you get to use your range finder. Right. So 3D is my is my my passion. I love 3D. I love stepping up to target, estimating that yardage, and letting that arrow fly, and hoping it hits the X-ring or in the pump station. So... <laughs> So I have to do a real quick disclaimer here on the technical difficulties of Jeremy Day all the time. I just realized my mic has been off <laughs> up until now. Okay. I think we'll be okay. So Nobody just let you guys know there might be a few spots in there where it was silent. Okay. That wasn't off for the last interview. Hopefully no, mine's no, working. No, no, no. It was okay, off good. of this one. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Huh? We'll, we'll work on that. Right? 
So how did you get in archery? Um, you know, I happened to be fortunate enough that um, my father was a heavy archer, heavy hunter. Cool. I was born with a gun in one hand and a bow in the other, and I just always watched my dad shoot, and it was just kind of a passion. You know, I just, I like the hard avenues. I mean, you shoot a gun on a bench rest and you can keyhole at two, 300 yards. Well, I would love to try to do that with a bow and arrow one of these days, but it was just that, always intriguing. I, I brought it up with um, with Phelps. That's, I call it tin cup syndrome. We yeah. just, guys just want to do things harder. Yeah. Like yeah. why? You can't just mow the grass. You got to put ankle weights on. You know, you can't, you know, we, we just exactly. want to go crazy with it. And uh, more, more Sport Coast staff. Stocking them shelves, we love it. We'll have to get them on here. See, does does everyone here at Sportco when they run a counter or when they're stocking shelves? I mean, they all seem decently knowledgeable about what what they're putting on these shelves. Yeah, Sportco is actually it's it's not that uh, typical box store that a lot of people think we are. We're kind of like that warehouse style, you know, kind of like the Costco of the sporting goods. Um, everybody here in each department is very knowledgeable of what department, what product they're selling, and will give their customers the right answers and send them the right way. And if they don't, they'll find the answers. Very cool. So we are very knowledgeable here, and we like to um, you know, cross-train everybody so that way different departments know exactly what they're working with as well. Yeah, and it's a membership base, so you can That's also true. buy a membership mm-hmm. or not. If you have the membership, then you get a deeper discount on the product. That's so it's true. always That's advantageous correct. to spend, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's $20, 20 a bucks. year, um, and you can add two people on that membership, and it'll save you 5% off anything in the store, as well as give you better incentives as a member, getting member flyers, uh, member-only nights, special events that you know is exclusive to our members because we want to take care of those guys. That's you know what's keeping the lights on. So Love it. Cool. No, I like it. I mean, I, I came in here, what, was it two weeks ago? to talk bows and arrows and now here again to check the seminar out it's mm-hmm. just a, it's a cool place there's a there's a lot to get into and it, it to be able to i mean we sat in here a couple hours a couple hours just bs and arrows two topics and, i think it was just yeah. uh, uh maybe a release in the arrows it, right it, yeah that it was, was more of like a <laughs> yeah. and, it, it, and for me i again brand new to this so it's just you know t- taking it in like a fire hose sometimes right. and um you know, to, to keep things simple and um, also digestible, I, I was pretty amazed. So um, no, I was I was super impressed. Which which hopefully uh, you guys listening to the show will be too. But w- when we have Ryan on, we we hopefully this will be recurring. So yeah. I thought the the cool part is when what I got the takeaway. The takeaway I had from our first conversation was there's pretty much three things that you always have to keep in mind: the shooter, the bow. And I came to find out that the arrow matters too. Yes, arrow so. is a is a <laughs> overlooked thought in this industry. A lot of people just think they can grab an arrow off the shelf yeah. and and knock up and shoot. Well, arrows have a lot of different dynamics to them. Yeah, every bow is a little differently. Every bow likes different spines differently, um, and in which you've. You've witnessed the last time you it were matters. here, and, and it does matter, especially with the components, the straightness of the arrows. I mean, there's a long list of things that goes down when you start dealing with arrows. Not only just arrows, but also getting the right tune, the right release, so on and so forth. Which is overlooked a lot of times at a Very lot of so. pro shops. I'm not throwing a lot of pro shops under the bus, but I've been through, I've been to, well, I travel a lot, so I talked to a lot of guys in the industry. And when I met Ryan, it was kind of a fluke thing. I had bought a bow. The guy kind of undersold me. It was supposed to be a 60-pound or 70-pound, 70 70 pound. and it was a 60-pound. It was mm. the new Rain 6. 
And anyway, I came to Ryan, see what he did. He pulled some strings. Thank you, Ryan. And then we got to chat, and I'm like, son of a gun, this guy's knowledgeable about everything. I mean, the way he breaks it down, it, it's very simple to where you can understand. And you just all these lights going off, and, and you've seen it. It's like, holy smokes. Well, that affects that. That affects that. And that affects that. And then, and now I went from my patterns being like a four or five inch diameter at 40, 50 yards that I'm, I'm down to two to three inches mm-hmm. consistently. Sure. And it was because of what Ryan had taught me about arrow specific and the tuning of your bow and all that other jazz. So getting that arrow tuned to the bow and actually figuring out what that bow likes the best, what arrow is the best for your bow to get the most performance possible. And that's what we try to do here. Yeah. Well, um, and I think hopefully we'll be able to translate some of that to our audience. And Yes. Uh, and I think w- w- my takeaway with our first chat was, though, more than anything, I've been to some other bow shops, and it's like, yeah, you're tuned. And it's tuned because I, I tuned it. And <laughs> I'll go back here and do that, and then I come back, you shoot. And, they, and, and there's not the back and forth about why you do this, what it can affect, and... Um, you walking me through that, um, even at that time, I wasn't even a paying customer. I just brought my bow in because Jeremy knew you. And I said, like, hey, let's talk for a little bit. And, <laughs> um, I was about out here trying to spend money. Trying, You know, it's funny. When you left, I was like, hey, what's up with broadheads now? And, and I was about to go buy some. But it was like, hey, go shoot your arrows first. And get it done. <laughs> so, so it's not even about that. Like, really, yeah. I, I want to, in, in my experience, the education coming first, I think, is, is pretty rad. So let, let's start that process for our audience. Yeah, um, yeah let's do that. What I'm working through right now is I'm kind of backing off on getting too geared up because I know as a new archer, um, there's a lot I need to sort out first mm-hmm. in, so in, in terms of sorting my own process. So any newbie getting into the sport, um, there's so many things to think about, but th- that first tip, that first thing that the brand new guy shooting a bow should keep in mind to, to start to establish in, in terms of setting up his shot routine. What's that got to look like for him? Um for the new guy getting into it, where are we talking more shot routine or just getting his bow initially set up? Maybe right. just a new archer. He's just he decided shot routine. A new archer. Yeah, the shot routine. What's he got to do with him personally before he could? Think so about with it? with with that shooter, what I would like to tell a lot of new shooters, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them want to go out and sight in their bows and actually go out and do tournaments. Well, if they're not comfortable with an anchor point, which is going to be your consistent anchor point behind the bow, which is where. Whether it be your your hand on your jawline, the tip of your nose on the string, or somewhere that's somewhere consistent on that back of the bow to make you more consistent downrange. If you're aiming at a spot and you're hitting five feet to the left, but you're consistent, you can always adjust for that with your sights. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing I tell the newcomers is fundamentals. Work on your form. Work on your shot process, your execution. You have a mantra, tell yourself. Grip, no torque, release back, keep pulling, slowly squeeze. You know, get into some sort of mantra to slow down your process instead of the whole pull back, point, and shoot. That's where the biggest issue comes from is a lot of these guys just draw back, pull, and shoot, and they don't get the fundamentals. Hmm. Basically, the form is key. If you're consistent behind the bow, you're going to be consistent downrange. That's why I tell a lot of people shoot at five ten yards we shoot here we have a six yard tuning lane here and i tell you what that is some of the best conditioning practice that me personally have been shooting for 20 plus years that i can do is at three six yards you you're holding the bow you're getting the, the mechanics down the fundamentals are there learning 
how your muscles work is another big key feature as well. Not only with your anchor point, but knowing what muscles you're using to draw back the bow. That's the biggest thing. And then knowing how that is affecting if you're torquing, if you're gripping, or if you're high shouldering it. Kind of, you know, another thing, uh, we have another guy here, Zach, he's my right-hand man. He always puts up this, this good thing of saying, have somebody film you. Actually yeah. look at your form. You may think that you have the most perfect form in the world where all those guys were like, ah, we're the perfect Jesse Broadwater, Levi Morgan form. We actually look at it and it's like a monkey screwing a football, right? Sure. <laughs> so we can actually dissect ourselves by looking at what we're doing wrong. And it, sometimes it helps showing these new time archers, you know, hey, look, this is what you're doing. This is what you should be doing. And then just like, oh my God, that's exactly what I need to do. Like drop my shoulder. A lot of people think dropping their shoulder you know they're they're trying to drop that rear shoulder when it's actually the bow shoulder relax well let's talk about that real quick so i guess maybe that kind of come into that first thing for maybe that the new archer should focus on is mm -hmm. maybe just the idea of stance and posture yes so if you were to describe at full draw mm -hmm. and let's um let's eliminate even anchor point from this at yeah. the moment but if we were just, just kind of stance. stance and posture um and what those shoulders should Kind of be shaped like uh, what's that look like picture yourself as an uppercase t okay your your body your feet your shoulder width apart as you're standing some shooters have slightly open stance some people like to have a more squared off stance towards that target basically putting a, a straight line to that target and just standing parallel or maybe just slightly open maybe about a 45 degree yeah but your stance picture yourself as a t your body in line from your feet all the way up to your shoulders in a straight line head nice and straight bow is wrapped to you your front left or right arm wherever you're left or right handed nice and straight and your back elbow up high straight as a t that's the best posture you can actually get i'm telling you this guy's good man <laughs> the t how the simple t. is that the t. that's it no. some people will drop you know a lot of times they of drop people, that back yeah, shoulder Yeah, and then you also got to take in consideration, too, a lot of new time archers have shoulder issues, rotator cuff, so on and so forth. They can't get that elbow up to transfer that weight to their rhomboid muscles. So, therefore, they're kind of a stagnant, kind of a droopy T, if you would. <laughs> Lowercase T? Yeah. Uh, cursive T? Yeah. No. We want... We, <laughs> calligraphy. All right. Yeah, we, calligraphy. Want, we want just that strong base. Right. But, but let me confuse it a bit. I mean, for me, I, I like having a slightly open stance. Yes. Um, and to me, I, I found right away when I've gone to that... Um, well, two things I had to fix. I didn't... I had to stop hyperextending to get super straight. So the straightness mm -hmm. that I'm looking to accomplish is not... It's straight because I'm almost doing nothing. It's not straight because I'm forcing it yes. straight and, and hyperextending the elbow. But after I cleared that, I was grazing the arm a bit. But I found with an open stance, I just give myself a little bit more space. Mm -hmm. is, is there any, like, have you noticed, is there body type or anything that would help somebody? Is, is that just a practice and comfort thing? Um, it, it's really a comfort thing. But then again, a lot of females have a little upper body thing going on yeah right. so they tend to say, have more yeah, of an open call them on the show <laughs> looking at the wrong guy i don't know <laughs> okay. we don't want to hurt our female listeners i mean i have chesticles i'm getting there i think i'm about an a cup now, i'm trying yeah, okay. <laughs> so no a lot of females tend to have a little more yeah. up there in the upper body so having more of an open stance is actually going to give that string a lot more clearance gotcha 
uh, myself, I do shoot pretty well open, uh, big open stance, mainly because I'm I'm defective. I'm left eye dominant. Okay. Um, I shoot right handed with mm. my right eye, so it takes a lot more for me to get there. And I find myself with more of an open stance. I can actually visualize with my right eye versus my left eye taking over. It's just some mental thing that I've always been doing. I hold more on the right side of a target than I should because my left eye wants to take over. Um, So I I give a little bit more of an open stance. And and it it actually, you know... Well, here's that awkward silence again. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Don't worry about that. uh, so for me, what I look for at stance Squirrel. is I'll put my I'll put my uh, front toe at my um, back kind of knuckle if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. So it's it's it's, it's a pretty mm-hmm. slight one, but um, I, I found that it helps and just being open a little bit. Yeah, I kind of more contagious. I kind of more so kind of uh, think of everything in like a a triangle design. Yeah. Um, you know, if the if the air the the target is you know straight in front of me. I'm more about a 45 open, and when I draw back that way, that my arrow and everything is in line, and I've got an actual point in line that comes from my my bow hand to my shoulder, back to my back shoulder, and right straight up that arrow. So I get this triangulated design that has actually given me a lot more steady standpoint, which is also accommodating my stance as well, being open. Very cool. So. When you're hunting, you're not going to get the right stance. Sure. So when when you're shooting out on a flat range or you're target shooting, you know you see a lot of guys cultivating the earth and actually trying to get their right stance and so on and so forth. That's one thing. But you're out in the woods. That's the last thing that's ever going to go through your mind. So you're sure. going to want to after you know practice on on uneven ground. You know maybe you're shooting from a knee. Yeah. And, and take yourself out of that element because that's going to change. And that's where your muscle is, your muscle memory is actually going to take over in yeah, your well, upper body. And I think that's important to talk about because we've been discussing on the show a bit lately this idea of like when it hits the fan, you, you're not, it's probably not peak performance that's going to take Everything over. goes out the way. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> raise the minimums of practice, right? Yeah, you have to rely on muscle memory at that point in time. Yeah, because you're not going to be in a controlled situation when you're there. You know, when you practice, it's always the same routine. You're sitting, mm-hmm. you're at the same spot. You're shooting from there. So yeah, you gotta diversify it up a little bit. And you know, I, d- I sometimes I'll climb up top of my damn house and I'll shoot down at my targets. Yeah. yeah. All and and we used to play a game where um, we would one guy would be the shooter and one guy would be moving the target. So he would shoot three and then move the target at the and same you time. Had to shoot. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. You just tried to get the apple off the top of their head. Nice. Yeah, that's not good. I missed <laughs> once, but that's all right. Poor Joe. We yeah, won't be seeing him no more. One-eyed <laughs> Joe now. What happened? Uh, cowboys and in Indians went wrong. Right. <laughs> if you can say Indians anymore. <laughs> but uh, as we, we move forward. Uh, but, so so stance matters. You know, posture matters. But, you know, a lot of guys, too, want to get into that bow quick. So yeah. th- let's even say this. like Because... My wife was reluctant to get me into this sport because it just there's so many choices. I don't know what you get, so she didn't go that route. She got me um, some time with a with a instructor, who you know, Sean on mm-hmm. the road. Yep. Um, so I spent some time with Sean before even buying a bow, just to see if I liked it when I was into it. But you know, bow selection is going to matter. Um, so before we even get into how to tune a bow, or I don't even if we'll go that far today. But this guy now he's got the itch, but he's mm-hmm. going to start getting into bow selection and, and how to do that. But 
Are there, are there ways to fit the bow or to know if a bow is a good fit for you and where you need to go with that? Well, most bows are going to fit just about 90% of the people out there, depending on if they're a super long draw or super short draw. The biggest key factor is what I tell a lot of the customers that come in that want to get into it. The biggest thing is I hear is, what is the best beginner bow? Hmm. All the bows can be a beginner bow. It just really depends on how far down that rabbit hole you want to go. Do you want to spend a $500 bow for your first one, end up liking it, and then coming back, and then, what? So we got a bow here that we got we're a looking bow prize at. Here. You got it, it? Yeah. He's left-handed. Okay. Nice. Oh, they did. Well, um, <laughs> so yeah, we're we're, we're I will. Um, well, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the right. Yeah, we'll work that uh, out. We'll keep it right here. Yeah, let me. We'll finish this up and I'll. Yeah, I'm, we can work something out. This is one of the Jane. challenges of being live here. We, uh, I am on the clock, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, yep, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a wanted man. Yeah, we'll get it going. But, uh, but back to back to the bow purchase thing is. Um, yeah, By the way, not to interrupt. I thought he was going to say the guy who won it is sitting to your right, but that's not what we said. Oh, I thought. Oh, it, I thought like, that's why you had that look on your face, like, <laughs> oh man. I thought he was going to say he didn't want it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about uh, to grab it and just take off running. Go again. Right. Yeah, so a Bowtech bow was just given away. As yes. A yes. Summer, uh, fired up. Bowtech is gracious enough to donate us a uh, Realm SS, uh, 70 pounds in their new uh, Mossy Oak Roots pattern uh, at, nice. at our seminar, which is, is awesome. It's about a $1,100 bow. Which at seminars, they usually Brand don't, you know, these types of events, they don't give off big ticket items yeah, like yes. that. You it know, it's usually in the 50 yes. to $100. It was 100% donated by Bowtech. Yeah. So thank Sweet. you, Bowtech, if you guys are listening. Well, so, so back um, to it. So someone's interested. I, I, someone want a Bowtech bone. Yeah. Cool. yeah. How do I know if that's the right one for me? Well, biggest thing is, is we want to figure out the customer of how much they want to spend. If, if money's not an issue then I'm going to take them back and say, hey, there's there's pros and cons about every one of these bows, but I want you to shoot the bow. The bow is going to pick you at the end of the day. You're going to feel what feels the best, whether it's the grip, whether it's the draw cycle, whether it's you know hand shock or whatever it may be, the wet mass weight of the bow. Um, or if you're in particular, if you're shooting for speed or high kinetic energy numbers, whatever it may be. But the bow will end up picking you at the end of the day. Um, if money is an issue, then we try to get them in that <clears throat> ballpark area where they want to spend at, and then we let them shoot those bows in, in the same idea. Um, typically, we, we try to push them more because the more you spend on a bow, the better you're going to get. You're going to get better um, technology, uh, smoother draw cycles, faster speeds. I mean, you're going to get what you pay for. Yeah, well, and that's with, with, with anything. I yes. Mean, just... But you, you do you can get into the weeds with this pretty quick if, you if can. you're not careful. Yes. You're that, just running that car and all of a sudden you're yeah. just like buyer's remorse, mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. You're like, what? Yeah. Right. It's okay. not uncommon to walk out, you know, two grand, twenty five hundred, depending on what other merchandise you decide to go with. Um, I call it a cheap sport because it's not like firearms where you're buying gun, or, you know, gun, rifle, you know, trigger kits, you know, ammo, ammo, like scopes. Uh, yeah, consistent ammo. Um, it can be about the same price that I get it all the time. Well, that's a $1,000 bow. That's as much as my rifle. Well, yeah, but I can go and reuse my bullets over and over again for the next two years. Well, that's actually a good point. I mean, draw, draw, <laughs> for, draw for draw, you're, you might come out at the end. I mean, if you're shooting, yes. I mean, how many, how many shots do you think you take a year? 
I probably take two thousand to three thousand shots a year. What do you think, Ryan? I mean, you. I mean, you. You're in this pro. I mean, how many times yeah, I. I probably. I would. I would say in a million because you're here. Well, I'm shooting. I'm shooting thousands of arrows a day here, whether it's my break time or what's customers bows but throughout the year target shooting yeah i mean if i were to put a number on it probably close to ten thousand plus maybe yeah, it adds up i mean um, what's a round prop, prop in a rifle or sh- i mean oh box depends on the on the caliber and depends yeah, yeah. on what you're what manufacturing it could be to. 15 to 100 bucks yeah mm-hmm. so over the long haul you're, you might actually do better off and if you decide to reload then i mean you got to buy all the reloading <laughs> stuff and yeah I it mean, is cheaper in the long run. It is cheaper in the long run. Um, 90% of the guys that get the multi-season tags, they come in and buy a bow, five, $600 bow. They go out, they harvest their animal during archery season. Mm. Guess what? They are a converted archer, and they're they right buying there. a new bow, huh. top flagship bow the next day. Do you know what the biggest difference I found out about between the bow and the rifle are? The noise. Yes. Say again. What do you mean? Between a rifle and a bow, the noise. Where with the bow, bow you don't have to off. wear your uh, oh, earplugs. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the rifle, you have to be all earplugged up. Yeah. So think about the hunting situation. If you miss that animal, he may hear something whiz by and look around, and not see you. But a gun goes off. Every animal within yeah. a three-quarter mile radius is gone. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're like, oh crap. Well, I went. Oh, they're I here. Though, because I, I didn't grow up with firearms. I didn't grow up with anyone who hunted. I mean, I came into this late, and I'm interested in it. And we're just not 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 being equipped or not being educated or comfortable around firearms it's just for us it was just a, as a family decision so yeah let's go this route but right you know i have an idiot son you know and i love him but he's eight <laughs> years old and i don't trust him as far as i can throw him and i can right. toss his ass right. you know pretty far so <laughs> so um you know what with that to me and again it's skill i almost find archery like meditative like it's that do something without Very doing zen. anything yep. and, and um and i'll bring up another thing i mean most of my shots i'm doing in my garage in between sets so i'm room eight yards and when i've gotten comfortable with the fact that it's not right now about where i'm placing it as much as being consistent with how i'm placing it and and getting that in different different spots in my garage and just kind of working through that at different moments like what's happening downrange is just it's it's natural Mm -hmm. you know last year when i started off i'm pretty hitting tight groups at 20 now you know 30 and 40 starting to come in and getting consistent that has more to do with the fact that i'm not worried about what i'm doing you're you're conditioning yourself you're getting used to it the muscle memory is gaining and everything is coming into play you're not forcing the shot you're letting the shot go off i will say going to a hand release was helpful Yes. I'm glad I did that. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> That'll be That's for, another day. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be another <laughs> a whole other topic, another day. So to the other part of this conversation, too, so maybe selecting the bow, but part of that budget, too, is going to be selecting that first half dozen arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what amazed me last time we talked. It was literally an hour on arrows, spines, yes. what's going on here. Um, but... I'm, I'm reluctant to go super heavy on an arrow right now because I know I'm still going to bust some up and lose them. Mm. I'm still learning. <laughs> yep. So, so talk to our talk to our audience about that first arrow selection and how important that is and what they need to look for. Well, with that first arrow selection, you know, as a new time archer, we're we're going to try to put you in a good inexpensive arrow because you're going to lose them and break them. That's just inevitable. Yep, yep. So. That way you're working with your form, you're working with everything else, but then that way you don't feel too bad when you lose an arrow versus, you know, $100 a dozen or or $200 a dozen for that matter. Um, 
that way they can kind of get the feel they they work out the bugs and they start shooting and they get used to it then when they get a little bit more proficient towards hunting season and they geared up they find the right poundage you know they find that you know that they're they're shooting better and more consistent that's when we open up the door and say okay now what type of arrow do you want to go after do you want something that's going to give you the most performance out of this bow do you want speed do you want kinetic energy or do you want a high foc property which is front of center which means a lot of weight up front of that arrow which then you now you're starting dealing with over spined arrows to break down that spine with a lot more weight up front mm. Uh, and then, then that's where we'd actually determine what the bow can do with what set arrow weight that's going to give them the best performance. And then we can build based on different manufacturers on how we're going to build that FOC to get that customer the best all around, hard hitting, most penetration and the flattest shooting arrow out there possible for them. Nice. Cool. So, so is it, so is, is it a brand thing or is it just the right uh, arrow for it, it can go to brand i mean yeah. you know when you start dealing with brands you have you know gold tip you have your Eastons, which are very very well known then you have the new hitters that are on the block that have been around for you know about 15 plus years um and you start looking and those manufacturers are you know uh victory archery um you start having now these newcomers, um, Black Eagle Arrows, uh, and then some other guys that just kind of follow in suit with kind of smaller diameter, <clears throat> excuse me, smaller diameter arrows that are out there on the market now. Everybody wants these small diameter arrows. They're less mass to stop, you know, they go further in, out penetrate the standard 5 16th diameter arrows, or even the 11 seconds arrows that we shot back, you know, 15, 30 years ago with a heavy aluminums. So now we're all carbon and still getting that same weight as the aluminum days, but now we're putting faster speeds hmm. and we're putting more of that weight up front of that arrow to create more FOC. So I wouldn't really go after a brand um, specific per se. There is certain brands that you can, but most of the, most of the brands across the market are giving you the ability to play around with a lot more weight up front. Okay, so and I know you're more of a proponent uh, for the victory area arrows, yes. right? And so why is that? I'm a firm believer in victory um, just because of their spinal line shafts. They're the only company out there that can actually spinal line those arrows. So that means that there is a stiffest part of every arrow out there on the market. Without a spine tester, $400 spine tester, you're never going to know where that spine is. Or you could float test them, which takes a lot of time. And, you know, if your wife wants to take a shower or something, you're kind of taking up that bathroom. Right. But this kind of gives those archers that advantage of taking about all the variables when it comes into broadhead tuning, tuning their bow for that matter, group tuning. This arrow is going to fly consistently every single time off of the bow, every time, accurately. So with that being said, why not take all those variables out? and have an, an arrow that you know is going to be consistent all the way through instead of trying to chase your knocks not only their straightness is is bar none probably the best in the industry it's the full length of their carbon so you don't have to cut front and back to try to straighten that arrow or clean it up it's the full length of that shaft so you're getting a really really straight and consistent arrow every single time there is some other manufacturers that are doing a three laser process as well gold tip black eagle um, and they just don't have that spinal line 
So this spine alignment, this comes in the manufacturing of it? And yes. You said, so there's just a, a, they have a, an extra step in the process just, just makes them a straighter arrow. Yep. They, they take the time to actually label that stiffest part of that arrow, and that's uh, where... Okay. Rather than just wrapping it in something that looks pretty. Yep. Instead of a production arrow it, where it just flies yeah. down a conveyor belt and basically getting wrapped in their logo machine, you know, you never know where it's at. This is all done handmade. They hand fletch every single one of their arrows. So they pay very, very close detail to all their arrows. Very cool. <clears throat> I know since I went to a spinal line, I, I started shooting victory after I came here and mm -hmm. talked to Ryan. I didn't get that ones or twosie that were shooting off into a different direction. Now all my groupings are right there in the same group now, right? Yep. Instead of having four and then two off to left or right field. Well, that also, too, is that their batch weights are a lot more tighter tolerances than most. So with that being said, when you start dabbling in with 0.1s or 0.3 straightness arrows, you're going to have 11, if not that whole dozen in that 0.1 batch that are going to be consistent versus that 0.3 batch that could potentially be about, you know, 9 or 10 of those arrows to be as consistent were a 0.3 or a 0.6. You may get 6 out of that dozen, if that. That are going to be that consistent so you're definitely seeing those groups because of those straighter more consistent arrows so is that what you're paying for with the higher brand arrow just that consistent batching uh you are you're also paying for the straightness and the time that it takes i mean you got to think of how carbon arrows are, are built they are spun and they're cut and it may take i mean i'm just probably speculating here but it may take two or three days just to get them a couple dozen arrows of zero zero ones out of all the carbon that they're cutting they could be cutting numerous 03s and 06s and maybe one 01 out of that carbon batch. So they have to take a lot of that time to batch weight those arrows and keep them all within to build up their arrows for their 01s, 03s, 06s. But the cool thing about Victory is, is that being that they are probably the most straightest arrows out there, they are more consistent arrows out there, they're also not the most expensive arrows out there. Okay. No, they're pretty reasonable. I mean, 144 bucks for a dozen and of their top of the, the line. The top of the line, yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. Well, we got one straight answer out of you by Victory Arrows. Hey. <laughs> no, maybe not. I don't know. They're not the only ones. Uh, I mean, on words, so I, I think you just yeah. straight. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Victory are a great arrow, but there's not a there's not bad arrows but, out there. But you're right. right. You got to shoot it. Yes. See what happens. Yeah. I mean. I do shoot for Victory. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to push Victory. We do sell Gold Tip, Easton, Carbon Express, all throughout this shop, and they're all great arrows. It's just, why not buy a better, straighter, more consistent arrow that's cheaper? If it's available, that's right? That's kind of my selling point to my customers. It's, it's not the fact that it's Victory. It's just, well, and you, you, you it to sounds better. Some of these guys are coming <laughs> into this new. I mean, how much of it is it? Is it a scale thing to some degree, too? Can you... Can you, do you think you can mimic their process if they're pumping out what, let's say, an Easton might do, which is much bigger batches of arrows? Easton is a lot bigger company. You're That's talking. what I'm saying. That's a, it's a volume thing. What they're, cause, you know, like I have kids. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to take care of one than three. Just, and it's a volume thing. Yes. You know what I mean? So does some of that have to play with it, too? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. You know? We're I mean, when you, when you have... Well, you know mass <laughs> manufacturing, you have that, right? Because, yeah. Um, you talk and, and each company has different quality control. Yeah. So Victory has a very stringent quality control, it sounds mm -hmm. like, because they have somebody looking at these things physically, where another one would be a laser. So your your uh, machine is telling the probabilities of failure or 
1003 or whatever the flaw is. So anytime you have a person touching it, you usually have a little better control on the quality. Okay. That, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, when you start talking these these big manufacturers, you said in gold tip, they're pumping out a lot of carbon. So that's why you see there's a lot more different array of arrows. You see your Cabela's branded arrows. You see your Sportsman's Warehouse branded arrows. I mean, those are all either a gold tip or an east and a beaming of some sort, but they're run of the mill. So they're making lots of carbon, and there's lots of different variants out there. Where, And from what I've been told with Victory is that if it doesn't make a 001, and it could be just slightly off from a 001, it's automatically a 003. So their tolerances, just like you said, Jeremy, are very, very strict on what they want to produce. They want to make sure that their pro staffers and everybody, their consumers, are shooting the same exact arrow. Makes sense. Cool. Well, sweet. Well, you know, you are on the clock. Looks like guys are wondering what they Yeah, they are doing. getting a little, so little, yeah, little antsy. So <laughs> we'll, we'll end this real quick, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Is just we kind of have this like uh, action review at the end, just to give the, the three tips. As, as I kind of sum them up, or it's you know, pay attention to stance and posture. Mm-hmm. It, you know, behind the bow. Um, when you are thinking about picking that bow, really set a reasonable budget for you. Yeah. You know, before you start even thinking about going to these shops, because you can go down a rabbit hole and then. Regarding arrows, I mean, the the straightest and most consistent spine you can afford is probably a great place to start. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the day, I would have to agree. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, awesome. Sweet. Well, fire it up, man. Well, uh, Ryan, we appreciate your time. No worries, you, guys. Right Thank you. Man. I appreciate it. Is that it. Zach over there? That is Zach. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Zach on here to, uh, one time here to, uh, if it, as a, as a pro, was it protege? How's he doing? <laughs> He's my right hand man. Okay. Right hand man. If I'm not here, you <laughs> he bounced. <laughs> like, I'm not sticking around to hear Ryan's. If I'm not right here, now. you can trust him to, okay. to work on your stuff. So as we talk sure. about working on stuff, if, if people want to bring you a bow, reach out to you, follow up with any of these questions. What's the best way to? Um, where's the shop? How can I get a hold of you? Uh, we're in Fife, Washington. Hit us up. Our uh, phone number is two five three nine two 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 extension 263 and give Zach or myself a call and we can hook you up. Is there an email? We are a digital program. Uh, email? Yeah. Uh, my personal email is rblack at sportco.com. He gave it out. Oh, there it is. Keep the pics clean, folks. We'll, uh, we'll fire it up. <laughs> All right. Ryan, this was awesome, man. Jeremy? Thank uh, you, guys. Train, hunt, live, right? Amen, brother. And buy stuff at Sportco. <laughs> Sign up for their membership program. All that stuff. Okay. All right. Cool. We're out. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> gang we hope you enjoyed that show cannot thank ryan black enough for his time um great episode great content great pro so check him out over at sportco guys their website sportco.com and if you are in the fife area head on over to the sportsco in fife and check out ryan black also guys PR lifting check those guys out quality fitness gear especially for those in the pacific northwest their website is prlifting.com also send a vet give them your money if you have extra but if you don't give them your time and if you don't even have that just talk about it with somebody guys it's a great organization with big aims and um, a grand goal and they need your help to facilitate it so check them out and also guys please can't advise us enough go over to backcountryandbarbells.com check out our programs check out our partners check out more about me and jeremy and um have you guys a great day until the next one guys remember to train hunt and
live. Thank you very much. <laughs>